Hey, my name is Innocent Maginga and you're listening to the Learnability Podcast. For individuals seeking growth, we've created this open-ended exploration into our ability and desire to learn. I guess you could call it a combination of what we know and how we learn. So in conversation with individuals, either speaking from experience, belief or science, we seek to find answers to how to navigate and win in this information age. All right. So we're off. Yes. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. It's it's a pleasure to have you here. Finally. I appreciate We've it, man. Thank this. you. The pleasure is all, all, all mine. So what's up? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How yeah. are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You were just on a vacation, right? Yes, I checked out the Thailand. Yes. So uh, I was in the jungle. In the jungle for? You know, just looking for artifacts to sample. Damn. Yeah. What did you find? Now we found uh, good vibes, good energy. Yeah. Good food. Cheap Definitely. food. Definitely. Yeah, my girlfriend is from Thailand and yeah. I'm looking forward to going and enjoying yeah, the man. food. You got to check it out. Everybody's got to check it out. Yeah. I believe. And you had quite a hectic period before you left, right? With the the show at Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had um, I had my a debut show at Nolan. Dope. Uh, with Mo Piano. Yeah, with Mo Piano opening. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, and it, there's just a lot of pressure. Just trying to get everything together. Yeah. Um, and like the most, what can you say? Um, one of the most fulfilling things with the show was that I actually grew up in that building oh really yeah so i grew up in that building um from when i was like one to five and i remember just uh there was one night when alicia keys had one of her shows in that building and uh i went up on the they have like this little section area um at the back of the building yeah so it's kind of the roof but a bit lower and when i when i went up there i could hear the whole show ah without going to the show without going to the show and some of the her staff were up there just like barbecuing and stuff so i you know i was like five so wow but i just remember that moment and that's why it was such a big deal for me being have being able to have my debut in yeah, that man. Building. That's yeah. dope. That's there's so much extra stuff with you like behind your music and behind all the moves and I'm hoping we can illuminate some of that in definitely, this conversation. Definitely. So uh, you're constantly working. There's always new stuff coming up around you. What's up next? You got a single coming, right? Yes, I got a single coming out. Um, hopefully uh, by the end of the month, but you never know how things work out. Um, so Bad Decisions is the name of that single. Bad Decisions. I've heard um, it. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those tunes that people will be uh, humming to and really vibing with. I just hope um, I just hope people get the chance to listen to it. You know, it's a, it's a very clouded market nowadays. Yeah. So, but um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to yeah. be good. And we will get into more of the grind behind and yeah. and try to illustrate how much of this is really self-made and a lot of grind behind it. But first, let's dive into the tune. Let's switch our headphones and you can maybe give us a, a breakdown of the track. As you are not only the artist, you're the, the songwriter, you're the producer, you're everything around the tracks that you release. Yeah, man. So I'd love to go behind the scenes, if we can call it that. Definitely. Yeah, All let's right? listen. Basically, uh, yeah, this isn't the mixed or mastered version. This is the version 
that was laid out by myself. The raw before, version. Yeah, the raw version. So you still get a general idea. Yeah. But um, I don't know how we're going to do it. If we're just going to break it down. Break it down however you feel comfortable. Either the way you um, sequentially built the beat or just whatever sound you want to pick out. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I think, it, you know, we started off with... Um, mm. The pad. Yeah. And I think when I heard this, it was instant, man. Um, and just the progression. I don't even know how I came up with the progression. I, I think I was just messing around. I was like, oh, this is cool. You found the sound and started playing with it, yeah. just vibing around. Exactly. And I like it. It has a mystical feel to it. Exactly. And I think... Added the kick. Yeah. Bass, mm, the bass was a key element to it. Ooh, it really yeah, right tied here, it together. Already, right here, you yeah. feel it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's already there. Um, but what really drives this track is basically the percussion and the hi-hat. So that was a key element in the beginning of the song. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. When do you start writing? Do you start writing already when you got the kick or when... when? I think this was a song where... I don't really remember exactly how it was, yeah. but by um, usually when I have this much done, yeah. I'll just go up to the mic and I'll just record whatever. Ah, start and basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could just say random shit. It yeah, just sounds yeah. like mama jumbo. But basically what happens then is I get an idea where I can take maybe a chorus. Mm -hmm. And I think this one was quite instant. So I had like a melody within very short of okay. making this whole thing. Basically, the the hook ended up like this. You can restart it. Ooh. So this was basically Ooh. this was basically the idea for the I mean the the hook was quite instant. I think I came up with the she just wanna smoke all night and make bad decisions. That was like right it was instant. And after I had that I was like okay, damn. People will be singing that. Yeah, I have been man. singing that since I heard this track. It's it's so I like the tempo. What BPM is it? It's uh 131 BPM. 131. So uh, but it feels much slower. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does, yeah. But it's just because I never take. Uh, it's always in like half tempo. Okay. Uh, it's always in. It kind of the drums are sort of in half uh, that BPM. So what would that be? That's about seventy. Yeah, something, about right? seventy, yeah, like yeah. sixty something, sixty-five, sixty-eight. Yeah. But anyway, um, the whole. I think when I had this loop running. So basically, I added the um, a shaker. Mm. shaker ah, okay and there's an extra bass under which is layered okay so it's these two together ah you hear them so yeah one, once there's a pulse yeah like, exactly boom, you know what i mean and there's a tom yeah 
It's like the bigger drum exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the kick. So this is basically what I had, man. Straightforward. And you know what the interesting the interesting thing about this is that I made the track about three years ago. Yeah. So it's been sitting for a while and it's been done. Um, but this, I made this actually in the beginning when I started producing. Ah, it was, it's one of your first yeah, beats. Yeah, it's one of my first beats that I ever did and that I felt was like, okay, this is actually decent. Yeah. Um, so everything on this beat is actually like a stock um, plugin from Logic. Okay. So I don't have any like plugins, like like battery or just samples. Yeah. Everything on this beat is Logic. The, the so it just shows, standard. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows that you could, you know, from from basically the most simple, simple, simple equipment, you can yeah. make something um, that's decent. Definitely. I guess it's about the creativity and what you do with it, how you put it together. Yeah. And I really love, thank you for breaking it down like this. I really loved getting it bit by bit. The bass is crazy. Yeah. The percussion is crazy, but the bass together is really yeah, something man. to vibe to. I have to fucking use it again. Yeah. I just realized yes. that. I was like, yo, I need to save this preset, preset and just make it again. Or Definitely. Just Definitely. Um, but then that's the chorus. Yeah. So it's the main part. Yeah. The hook, uh, the hook we just did, this is like the verse, kind of the bridge before um, the real verse comes in. Okay. So only one, one part, verse. you know that um, it will come. It the will elevation. Come. Yes. Yeah, man. Exactly. There you can feel it's 131 BPM. It goes up in tempo. Exactly. And it's just, it's the same thing. It's just that I put the hi-hat, uh, I put the kick Yeah. in a different tempo. Okay. But it's the same. Exactly. Um, let's see. I want to get some vocal on here. Yeah. You probably be probably be able to send me the, the full track and I can... Yeah, Cut that definitely. In. Yeah, yeah. We could actually. I'll just bring up the full track oh, yeah. right away. Yeah, she just wants smoke on and make bad decisions. All right. So we listen to the intro. Yeah, man. Ah, uh. <laughs> dope, man. This is the one, yeah. Fantastic track. I'm so gl glad you're releasing this. I had the pleasure of hearing this, I think, uh, was it a year and a half ago or maybe more? Probably. Yeah, you had probably. it in your stock, sort of. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I think at that time, the the verse wasn't recorded. No. So it, it was just a hook. Yes. And then I was like, all right, let, let me actually get this done. And like um, with the verse... Um, I draw a lot of references to Sweden. Yeah, I wanted to Stockholm. ask you, what's the inspiration behind the lyrics and, yeah, yeah. and the so song? Yeah, so basically the, the whole concept of the song is... We can actually switch back to... Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, basically the concept of the song is just, you know, it's quite uh, self-explanatory with the hook. It's yeah. like, she just want to smoke one night and make bad decisions. So it's just 
um, when you're in that place of temptation. So yeah. you can't really make up your mind of what to do because there's things tempting you. And it mm. doesn't necessarily have to be um, a female. It can be whatever in life, mm. right? Mm. So it could be, should I do this? Should I not do this? So that's the whole general idea of the song. Mm. But in the verse, I go a lot into, um, I draw references to Sweden. So I say like, um, Miss Allegra can tell you all about it. Right? So um, I say something like, oh, whipping in sweet whipping down the lane or whatever mm. and i'm like miss allegra miss allegra can tell you all about it and uh you know snow allegra she's from sweden oh yeah thank you <laughs> right? yeah yeah dope man yeah, yeah so i say um oh yeah damn this the feels miss allegra can tell you all about it boom i'm referencing her sweden and then i say um wait let's have a listen yeah miss allegra tell you all about it city dead around about 11 30 you could probably mm. catch a nigga down on Sardar. So Sardar, that was, mm. you know, that's when people are hanging out at 11.30. South of Stockholm. That's <laughs> yeah, so right, man. Exactly. I, I, I love the way you broke it down there. You gave me more uh, of the song. Yeah. 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 So um, basically it's just, it's, it, 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 what it's supposed to be is just a vibe. Yeah. You know, it's it's my first track using autotune and mm. it's for the purpose of just creating that futuristic ambient spaced out type of vibe i i guess with the auditune and, and that it makes it a little bit different from the previous joe lefty tracks yeah but i, th I think it still goes together with your vibe it, it's uh, not too far out there it's still mm. i guess because you produced it it's still your mannerisms exactly it's completely right man um i think you know just why it's still me it's because like you said it's mm. like i made the beat i know where to take it and that's the thing when you make a beat and any producer could say that they know where the pocket is mm. they know where you can go and where you fill in the blanks um so yeah definitely oh yeah different side of of the music you could say i can't wait till this is released so i can bump it at home and get more of those references that yeah. you snuck in there <laughs> <laughs> of course um Hopefully by the end of the month. Yeah. We just filmed a short um, montage. Yeah. Was video it thing. our guy Milad filming it? No. Oh, not this one. A friend of ours. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so he filmed it, Sebastian, and then we had uh, Jordan as a creative director. Cool. Still, yeah. And he was also the creative director for Plug. Yeah. So dope video. Yeah. Just keeping it in-house and uh, working with good people. Yeah. Good friends. And um, yeah, looking forward to it as well. Dope, man. We'll get more into the network, the friends, the the people behind the grind. Yeah. But let's get behind Joe Lefty. Who's uh, Joe? Who's Joe? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. That question is always hard. Yeah. Wide <laughs> and hard. Where should you start? Who am I? <laughs> nah, but uh, independent uh, musician mm. in the sense where a lot of the music is really created hands on by myself mm. um but at the same time i work with a lot of people like as i was saying collaboration um, wise yeah, yeah collaboration wise and just um team t the team is based off you know the same core group yeah um but uh, you know it's i i grew up 
I was born first and foremost in Sweden. I grew up in Australia. Um, I found music at a When very... did you move from Sweden uh, to Australia? I moved there when I was five. Five years? Yeah, roughly five. Came back to Sweden when I was 14. All right, that's yeah. quite a few years there. Exactly. Um, and I found music very, very early, at the age of 13, I'd say. Yeah. So basically the guys, um, you know, when I was going to school, all the Samoan guys and the New Zealanders, mm. they'd bring guitars and whatnot to, to school. And okay. they'd do, they'd, you know, amazing musical talent, uh, which people don't know about. They all have like voice, they can all sing and they play the guitar like awesome. So they, they'd bring their guitar and they'd sing and they do these covers of like hip hop songs. So they ah. do like 50 and Snoop Dogg and they just sing and everything. And I'd, I'd see them and I'd be like, oh, that's pretty dope. So I wanted to to jump in and uh, get in the cypher. Yeah, yeah. So I learned, uh, I, I can't remember, it was like a Snoop Dogg song. I learned one of the verses, right? And I've, I, after school, when they were having their jam session, I joined in. Yeah. I laid the verse. I'd been practicing for, for a while. Just so <laughs> You're I home. Get yeah, yeah. Wow. I've been practicing. Um, so I did that and I was like, yeah, this is super fun. Mm. I started recording on the, on the computer. Um, was this still in Australia? Yeah, or when you got, it was yeah. still on the computer. It's like yeah. you have the computer and you like rap into the, <laughs> into the mic. So I did that. And then prior to that, I moved back to Sweden when I was 14. Yeah. And uh, my dad, uh, I moved in with my dad and he had a recording studio at home or like a oh. mini home studio, right? Okay. Was he a musician himself? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he piano player. So in that sense, I just started sitting there because was, I was already interested. Mm. And then it just evolved from there. How did it evolve? Like, so you had access to that studio. Uh, did you find beats of YouTube first? I'm guessing that's how most people start off with YouTube. YouTube was the holy grail. Yeah. But this was still quite fresh, right? So this is when I was like, yeah, 14, yeah. 15. I was, I was ripping beats. No, you know what the thing was? It was MySpace. Oh yeah, MySpace. My we were on yeah. there. You dig for beats, and then it was like SoundClick, another website for okay. beats. Um, so we just ripped stuff off there, and basically there was already kind of a scene mm. with like different um, young rappers yeah. or whatever in Sweden. Um, Is that what today might be referenced to, like this SoundCloud scene? Or is it this before was, or yeah, and it was lower? before. This was way before. Like this was uh, nobody was doing music in that way. Like nobody was uh, the hip hop scene in Sweden hadn't it hadn't bloomed no. as it has done now. Mm. Um, but there was still a quite there was a couple people who did music and everybody knew of each other. Oh yeah, because it was so small mm. and it was always like if you put out a song, it was like. Yeah, check it out. Okay. But you knew which ones were going to check it out. A tight-knit community. So it was kind of a competition. Yeah. And one of my good friends, uh, Dave, Dave Run, he, uh, he was one of the dudes where it was like, yo, he's fucking dope. So it was always like, yeah, I hope you see this. Yeah. Check it out. Um, but yeah, and after that, uh, is I kind of fell off from doing music. What age is this? It was about... I'd say 17. 17. Yeah. So you've been after, doing it for about three, four years, yeah. running around in this community. Yeah. And then it was like nothing, it was quite dead. 
basically being in Sweden nothing was happening I think this is around the period I first heard your music um, okay you did a music video in Skogos do you remember what song that was yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in um, Frisus's gymnasium I went there so I think there's some dudes that knew of you through that and I heard the first song yeah there you go yeah um but I was into different stuff man I was into like basketball and just I don't know, just fell off. Mm. But then eventually I got back into it. And how many years later? Uh, I think probably when I was like 21. Mm. That's a few years. Yeah, of, I got back into it. And then it was like, you kind of start off from the beginning. And I wasn't so fond of the ripping beat from YouTube. Mm. I tried that. So it was like, uh, I had to, I had to find a way to find producers. Mm and collaborate but it was just really hard man mm. so what happened was um i was fed up with like hunting for beats and trying to get yeah just trying to get a fucking mixtape together yeah. you yeah. know what i mean that's what you did you get a mixtape together i didn't want to download beats because i felt it was just kind of the generic thing to do mm. and then uh i just fell in love with producing um, because I was like, if nobody's going to give me beats, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. And that's where the whole like concept, it transitioned into this. So a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be releasing yeah. is just, I've made it myself. Self-produced, yeah. self. There's a lot of work you put in behind it and especially doing all the parts. I've actually uh, done music myself previously when I was younger. And I know the process, like the whole producing process. It's a it's a job in its own. It exactly. takes a lot of time, a lot of hours listening to the same loop over and over. And then switching to the writing side and then performing as well and marketing and doing all of this. Yeah. You really, um, it's amazing how much job you're putting behind this. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a real dedication, really. Yeah, it's dedication, man. But it's uh, at the same time, it's, um, I feel like I've got to the point where it's when I'm working, I don't really um, have, I'm not aware of the time. Mm. So you're in a zone where it's like, let me just get this done. Let me just this get, one. Yeah, this, the, yeah, yeah. You're in a zone that. and yeah. it's like, it's a creative place, man. Mm. I love it. It's, mm. it's one of the reasons why I keep doing it. Um, how, how did you go about starting producing? So I guess you had your computer. Yeah. You might have had some few programs. Had you tried it before and, and not uh, pursued it? Or had you never tried it when you started? Actually, I did, I did produce when I was living at my dad's. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was about 14. Mm. And I was making bangers. Okay. But it was, a, it was a, not to be like, um, to put myself on the pedestal mm. or anything, but mm. I was before my time. A lot of the stuff that I was m producing back then, yeah. it kind of falls in the pocket where music is now. Okay. But it was kind of against, I was going against the grain because I was still doing boom bap. And I was like, you can't do boom bap and then do electronic shit mm. and with like basses and stuff. Um, and like weird uh, arpeggios. Mm. It wasn't in, I wasn't in... It, it wasn't in the same realm okay. of boom bap. So I was just already then experimenting with with production. It just fell off because I it didn't feel right. The response was that this is not the yeah, way to do it. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't put anything out um, just because it felt bad okay. to do it. Yeah. It felt wrong. 
Do you have those beats still today? I might actually have them. It's so hard with the, like the old. I'm guessing this is an old big ass computer. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bit. I I think I eventually put them on an external hard drive. There but we go. But it is um, it's uh the program is Cubase. So ah. a lot of the beats aren't. If I don't have Cubase, I can't access it. Exactly. Okay. But if I do, we have to solve this. Yeah, yes. I'll eventually. Somebody hit Joe up with Cubase. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find these yeah. beats. Yeah. Yeah. Find these old tracks, man. Super fun. So you're saying that what you did uh, previously was like a precursor to what you're doing today. So now you got the timing right, you got the experience. I'm guessing as well yeah. from all these, even these years that you weren't active. That's gaining experience. Maybe thinking back of what you've done, thinking forward of what you wish you would do in the future. Would you say that period in between was also very giving in in the process? Yeah, definitely. And I think just finding my own my own sound yeah. and finding what i actually want to do with mm, it mm. um so a lot of reflection has been done and just like uh feeling comfortable mm. and uh, there's a blessing in stepping away yeah, I yeah 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 and being confident like now i'm confident in what mm. i can make mm. and where i want to take it or it's just like let me try shit oh yeah try. trying to copy without copying yeah. and finding yeah yeah just Now I'm in I'm in the right mindset. And how did you get in this right mindset? Having had the pleasure to actually live with you, we lived together. We, you, me, and two friends of ours, yeah. rented a house out in Satra, and had the pleasure of living together for a year. And that's actually where we really got to know each other. Yeah. I heard of you before, heard your music, but now we got to live together. That's a exactly. whole other thing. Exactly. During this time, I really learned uh, about the guy behind the music. Like I, I got to know you. You're a real genuine curious dude what is it that drives you in your knowledge gaining and your your educating yourself is it directly for the grind is it um a curiosity about life and humans what, what would you say is like the main motivating factor uh for me man it's just i think i'm just curious um i enjoy learning new things um I remember I was at a point I was very like into Wim Hof and just yeah. you know meditation and just breathing exercises and stuff. So it's I think it's just more being curious and then um, just looking up information. Yeah, I mean this is the the time, this is the generation of information basically. Yes, so, digital age. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember actually, it's a funny thing, the Wim Hof uh, breathing exercise that you, you taught me actually. Yeah. And that was, uh, I think, my introduction to any type of meditative um, practice or breathing practice. Yeah. And now I've gone a, a little bit further into the journey, but it's fun thinking back that that was the introduction. Yeah. Like, man, if, if you really think about it, you want to be the best you that you can be. And it's quite, you know, it's kind of generic to say that, like, be the best you. But yeah. like, that—that's what I think everybody's striving um, to do. And if you're not doing that, it's you know, you—it's easy to fall into a pit of depression yeah. or, um, you know, just being feeling lost mm. in a sense. And mm. I think a lot of people, everybody's been there. I've been there. 
you know um and just being curious and learning new things is a good way to keep yourself stimulated and just you know fucking Wim Hof is amazing um you know my friend he's been dealing with uh, with anxiety and stuff and just he found Wim Hof I remember telling him about it mm. but sometimes you need to find stuff for yourself and yeah. he eventually did find it and he started doing it and he called me up and he was like I feel better wow feel way better now I've been doing it for a week and my anxiety's gone could could you explain what the Wim Hof breathing technique is for those who don't know Wim Hof um It's like a, it's it's a breathing practice you do. I think the the guy who who kind of developed the the, the practice or the technique. Yeah. I think his name is Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, and it's like uh, you're supposed to charge your body with oxygen by breathing deeply and consistently. Yeah. Um, and then like you really deep yeah, breaths really for deep down to the stomach. a minute or how long was it? I think it was like 30 breaths or something. Okay, yeah. But event you develop your capacity eventually or whatever like you get you get more um you need to do more. Yeah. Right? Okay. So uh uh after do the after you do that you hold your breath for as long as you can till oh, you know yeah. you get that um the sensation of needing to breathe again oh yeah i remember so you do like 30 breaths and the last one you breathe all the air out yeah 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 and then you hold it exactly as long as you can exactly yeah. you hold it as long as you can and then you sit there and you're like oh shit and everything else just kind of fades out yeah. and you're just in your own little zone right um i remember that feeling yeah, yeah. and you're like yo everything's calm everything's calm mm. and what happens is uh because you because you've charged your body with oxygen um you're able to hold your breath for like like a really long time i remember how you got us hyped on that we did this <laughs> like competition or test yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. first you let us hold the breath without trying it yeah and i think people did a few seconds yeah, yeah, yeah. and then at least doubled after doing the, the exercise and yeah. then tripled Tri- and exactly. people after like three minutes and yeah. when you're at that point where you're like oh shit I'm holding my breath for three minutes mm. it's like I've never done this before yeah. and it's yeah. kind of weird but then yes. you realize it's like hey we can do much more and I think it's just that level of um, you ask me what drives you do yeah um, look for information and whatever uh, it's that curiosity of like hey what can we do yeah what are we capable yeah, of yeah what are we capable of so um that f- yeah and have you always had that curiosity like uh do you recognize the traits from growing up or is it now as an adult where you you're more in a competitive phase um i think it's, i think it grows on you mm. i don't know when i was younger i was just into like being playing young. video games yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do i how do i become good at killing yeah. people on this cs right so Uh, I think just comes with time. I mean, it's not like that for everybody, but mm. for me, it was just I kind of fell into it. Um, more curious about stuff mm. Mm. like uh, yeah, meditation, yeah, and just traveling. Mm. Mm. You see things or whatever. What's going on in the world? It sounds like reaching a point of maturity. Yeah. Uh, we're more mature and and. Um, susceptible to this type of information yeah yeah is that a factor as well yeah definitely but um 
yeah, I, I read more than I used to do. Mm. Um, and just, yeah. And does that help your music? Do, 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 does this translate into Re your... Yeah, the reading helps. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes, if I don't read, I feel pressured, you know, like my vocabulary vocabularies become crappier mm. because I haven't read. I feel like it stimulates the mind where it's like, okay, I'm able to say things mm. um, find easier, yeah, find words yeah. easier, you yeah. know, and just compose uh, like a full song, like yeah. a concept. It's easier. Like when I've read books, I've, I've, I've had points where like I wake, I dream of a concept because I've been reading. Mm. And as soon as I wake up, I'm like, oh shit, that's a good idea. Like mm. Born, I did a song Born. Yeah. And that basically, that, that I was reading a lot at that time. And um, I had a dream about um, the song, basically. I'm not going to go into it too deeply, but just that idea was came from that period of time. And okay. I, I feel like it has something to do with reading. It stimulates yeah, uh, yeah, your yeah, creativity, definitely. which is the, the main drive behind yeah. being an artist, I guess, yeah. being creative. Definitely. But, um, mm. and speaking of uh, having lived together, there's one conversation. I've moved out now, uh, but there's one conversation I would like to have, have had with you guys, and that's about Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. So I haven't listened to Nipsey's music myself. I haven't listened to it too much, but previously, before he passed away, mm. uh, we had conversations about him. Uh, some of our roommates uh, really love him and what he does. Yeah. And I really got like, um, I, I haven't heard his music that much. I've heard some of it, but I got an image or uh, illust illustration of what impact he has had on people's lives. Yeah. Uh, even before he passed, the way our friends were speaking about him and the moves he has been making, the empowerment. Uh, wh what's your uh, relationship to Nipsey? And have, have you. Yeah, Nipsey, man. That's such, well? a such a shame. Um. Yeah, I used to listen to him quite a bit yeah. when I lived in Norway. Oh yeah. So I had like a year when I was in Norway, and I think it was at the same time he dropped one of his first uh, like uh, albums or mixtapes or whatever. I can't really remember the the name of it off the bat, um, but basically, I think it was the one where he had he'd made a hundred copies or uh, something yeah I heard and he'd of that sold movie. them all for or like a thousand copies in it he sold them all for like a hundred hundred dollars yeah each. and he yeah. came up with the idea from like reading a book where a guy had um he had uh made pie he, ma he opened a pie business yeah so he made pies and he was like how am i gonna sell my pies and he was like all right let me make my pies exclusive mm. so let me put them let me sell them for a hundred dollars mm. and i think if i do that people will buy them mm. the ones who do buy them will eat them mm. and they'll like them because they're good and they'll tell their friends hey i just put a pie for a hundred dollars you have that marketing value yeah, just in that man. yeah and you know when I, I i read that or i heard that and i was like yo this guy he's onto something else yeah and just that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mind um is something that he's showed and people i think a lot of people have gained some type of inspiration from that Definitely. as well yeah yeah um do you think his with what he's done is um, has changed the game in large? Um, definitely. Yeah. 
no doubt. And I know you're really humble, but is that something you would aspire to uh, aim to to influence in similar ways? Um, yo, I'd love to make a thousand copies and sell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a grinder. I've thought of that before, man. But I think just uh, seeing what he's been able to do, you know, he invested. He was strong. He was, you know, he was strongly. He strongly believed that investing was something that we, as a community, needed yeah. to do yeah. to build it. You know, we we don't have it necessarily as rough um, here in Sweden as they do in many parts of uh, the states, Definitely. like Crenshaw, for example, mm. or whatever. But um, um, I think that teaching the youth that investing is way more beneficial yeah. than um, consuming, yeah. and purchasing, yeah. and doing it for the gram or whatever the, mm. whatever it is nowadays um so i think he his message really did affect a lot of people and i think it will affect a lot of people because he's basically his legacy strong man yeah um and there's a whole you know the whole th- the whole th- uh idea and the the way he passed away is kind of like very sudden mm. um and there's a lot of talk of just this documentary that he's going to put out. Yeah, and stuff. I heard of that. Mm. There's a mystery around that. Mm. What's what's your thought? What do you think? Have you uh, read into that? I'm not super informed no. over the matter, mm. but you know, the, Dr. CB. Um, it was he was basically was, uh, yeah. Dr. CB is a is a doctor. I, I, I Her- what I believe is yeah herbal doctor. doctor what yeah. I believe he didn't have like a a. Uh, he didn't go study. He didn't have a PhD, a no. doctorate, or whatever license. Yeah, he didn't have a license. Mm. Um, but he he said he cured cancer and uh, AIDS. I think it was yeah as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Wasn't it case, cancer and AIDS, AIDS and, and yeah. heaps of stuff? And I remember there was one case where they tried to take him before the the court. Yeah, and actually won that case. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, also yeah. A, uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how he won it. I don't know if it was like he bring in, bring in people and they were like, yo, these people had it. You yeah. see it here, it's stated. Yeah. But now they they don't have it anymore. It and that's also stated. like that's what they did. Yeah. And I mean, uh, just weird stuff. Do mm. you think the documentary will come out? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, smart, smart guy. Yeah. A lot of interests yeah. outside of what you normally would think a rapper, a US rapper would be interested in yeah. and talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I think it just his Breaking whole message stereotypes. as well was just like, um, do what you can mm. and like, just keep um, being motivated, motivate yourself, mm. you know, just keep going after it um, and build and build and invest and be smart with mm. your decisions. Mm. Don't act out of like uh, out of stupidity. You know mm. what I mean? Like mm. buying superficial, shit. Yeah, exactly uh, motivating factors. Exactly. So he wasn't the typical mm. rapper, I'd say. And talking about being self-motivated, let's get into your grind, which is so encompassing. It's it's um, you write your music yourself. Yeah. You produce it yourself. You publish through a publishing service, but it's self-published, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's um, 
what is it? It's like a, they distribute your music. Yeah. I mean, there's heaps. There's a distro kid, um, spin up. Yeah. Um, but you're not signed I mean, to a, a label. No, it's not a label no. thing. It's like they put out your music on digital platforms, yeah. Spotify, iTunes, whatever, everything. And uh, yeah, quite easy. Really easy. Really easy to get it <laughs> yeah, distributed. Yeah, you just sign up. Yeah. But there's still a lot of work behind that, I'm guessing. So tell us maybe how a release process looks and who's involved from your team. So basically it's getting the song done. And to be honest, like I haven't really, I haven't always done it the right way. You know, there's a way to do it where there's the least amount of headache going on. But you're always, I mean, I'm at the stage where there's always going to be a headache Mm. over something that's going wrong. But I try now to have the song done, at least mixed. And then I discuss with my manager, a good friend of mine, Ronaldo, yeah. if there's, um, if it's a video, um, if we should do a video to the song. Oh, yeah. And uh, if, there's a, if we're going to do a video, we write the script, we figure out... Um, you do that yourself, right? Yeah, or I'd, I'd sit with uh, Mila, who's behind the camera now, yeah. or Jordan, and we'd, we'd come up with an idea. Uh, Jordan's a uh, creative producer for uh, my latest project and a lot of projects coming. Coming, oh, cool. Yeah. I've seen that he ventured into that. It's It looks really great and yeah, it seems to suit him perfectly. He's really talented. Jordan built here. Yeah. Um, so basically we discuss if we're going to do a video, come up with the idea, write it, figure out how we're going to film it and mm. all that, logis- the logistics around it. Yeah. Um, so making a music video, how it's you, Jordan, Milad, Rinaldo may be involved. Yeah. It's, that's about the team. That's about the team. And, and then you have to actors. account for, yeah, actors, people yeah. who are going to be in it, um, clothing, location, oh, yeah. equipment. Um, the list goes on. Wow. Right? So you get the video done, then you have to cut it. Oh, and yeah. then it's also that, you know, you cut the video. Editing um, process. Editing. Yeah. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, so we say we get the video done, you've cut it. Um, then we need to start discuss. The, you know, the cover as well. You need oh, to get yeah. the cover. And yeah. you, you, the easiest way to, to do it is do it while you're filming. So you yeah. take a picture then. To get the um, scene. Yeah, but yeah. you don't have to do it like that. Mm. But we get the cover done. Um and when all that's done, figure out a date. But when you have the date, you need like uh, content to put out, right? Because yes. who's gonna know you put the video out if you don't have any content? Exactly. So then you have to you have to talk about how we're gonna uh, put it out with what videos, mm. pictures, in what order? Yes. Um. So basically, there's a lot of steps to take when doing it. There isn't necessarily necessarily a right way to do it, but I find like setting dates mm. and goals mm. and timelines for yeah. things is the best way to do it. And then, of course, you're not always going to be able to fall into the pocket, especially and, like, have, not having no, like full budget or no, yeah, 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 man. Like I think the the latest one we did plug the video. I think the budget what we put on it was like one thousand five hundred kroners, which is about one hundred and twenty dollars. All in all. All in all. That's crazy, man. And that's That's like, crazy, man. Yeah. But that also says how much, because getting it that low takes a lot of work from you guys behind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like just, we had furniture, we had to fucking take out 
like and just take the furniture f- uh, to the location and it was like minus five what was mm. it like minus it was like minus <laughs> five degrees uh probably even colder than that and we were out there for like nine hours yeah. filming um and bring that furniture back to the place and like ah it's just madness damn madness i think i i wish more people could see the work behind and that's i guess what i'm trying to do here yeah to really appreciate the grind there's yeah. so much grind that goes behind not just being a great artist but getting it out there and getting concepts together yeah it geez, look <clears throat> i don't know why but for some reason whenever i whenever like I visualize things mm. going right. Mm. You know, I try to stay positive yeah. and I'm like, all right, this time it's just going to go smooth. Yeah. It never does. <laughs> <laughs> it never does, man. It, there's always got to be one or two fuck-ups. Fuck-ups, total restart. That you don't have control over. Yeah. So, But I guess it's a learning process yeah, as well. definitely. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> how open are you to like um, um, a failure? What's your view of failure? Ah uh, shit! I mean, fail failure is probably um, it's it's not supposed to be negative. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be a learning process. Like I've had heaps of times I've done shows and I've forgot lyrics and mm. whatever. And it kind of it kind of like I think about it like mm. yo, yo yo don't. But it just I tell myself instead of messing up, just practice a little bit more. Mm. You instead know? of focusing on Yeah, the... like, okay, well, I didn't practice as much. I didn't rehearse as much before. So of course I'm going to mess up. Mm. Mm. So you just learn um, from when it goes wrong. And like, when you say when there's failure, mm. um, there's been many accounts where stuff is supposed to come out, but like we've had a date. Mm. We haven't been Publicly. able to... Yeah, yeah. We, we haven't been able to 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 put it out on mm. the right time mm. and in that sense we reflect over what went wrong what happened so it didn't come out and what do we do next time mm. so it does mm. just learning yeah from. so it's a combination of actually learning from the failures like practical lessons yeah and also that mindset of not maybe focusing on those failures or exactly. hiccups exactly Because I'm guessing there must be a lot of stuff that goes sideways the way you're trying to get the most out of the few guys that you are. Really trying to run it like a label almost. Yeah, man. And uh, going back and forth. Someone hasn't finished editing. Mm. Someone hasn't finished cutting. I haven't got the mix back yet. Like, it's all like... uh, just problem solving I guess because life goes on at the same time yeah yeah everyone has their thing you know everyone has stuff they need to do in this life and there's uh, technical issues Mm -hmm. and whatever so you have to kind of account for those uh, hiccups along the way but most important is you have your vision you have your Mm -hmm. goal and you just keep doing what you just solve the problems Mm -hmm. and eventually you'll get there even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't turn out exactly as you wanted it to um you'll get something out of it. There's, I think, like trying to be a record art, recording artist, especially today, there's so much similarities in like entrepreneurship and that type of journey. It's problem solving, basically. You're trying to get a product out and you're solving problems along the way. Yeah. I really see a connection there. Yeah. How, How would you say that the music industry or like 
the way you go about as an artist. You got social media and all of that focus. You got uh, services like Spotify coming up and changing up the game. How would how would you say it has shifted since you started? Since I started, man, woof. It must be something else, yeah, right? Yeah, because before it's like when I first started, it was like put your stuff on MySpace, put it on YouTube, um, and you just hey hope for the best. Hey, <laughs> it's out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check it out, Facebook. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was. It was. I mean, it was a much more easier way of going about it because I don't think I was really at that point. I didn't really care. No, I just did it because I was fun. Yeah. Um. Now it's more so just what's the right way for it to be exposed so it gains the most amount of traction and of course that isn't the most important thing mm. but you still need to count for it um, and then like the game in general has changed because uh, you're not really bound to the idea of needing a um, you're not really bound to needing a uh, Uh, what is it? Music, uh, a record label. Record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not bound to the idea of needing a record label to be able to put out music, but um, it, it, it's kind of transitioned into the point where Spotify is the record label. Mm -hmm. So they're sitting on on the power. So if you're on the lists, then you're getting played. If you're not on the lists, you're not getting played. That's really interesting because. What the thought, what the talk was when Spotify came was that there's no gatekeepers anymore. Yeah. It's more open. Yeah. But now they have become sort of the gatekeepers. They're kind of the gatekeepers. Um, like they ba they're based off algorithms. Yeah. Um, so if, you're, if your song's doing well, they'll put you up, mm. up the charts on the little, all the lists that exist. There's so you heaps. have the chance of incremental yeah, growth of exactly. the track. Yeah, exactly. But then again, it's like if you, don't like for the independent artists it's mm. still difficult because if you don't have the immediate traction mm. there's really no way of your song doing anything oh yeah right so <clears throat> um the ones who are already mm. doing well they're going to keep doing well because their algorithm is going to say hey th their music's being played okay so it's harder to get that organic growth and yeah in a sense i'd say um and then now again you used to be able to email curators for mm -hmm. lists mm -hmm. i did that quite a bit uh 2007 yeah. with uh, my heart chakra ep so we mail curators and they'd look review it and listen to it it was it was you direct know, contact yeah, so you can direct, get that vibe exactly yeah, yeah. it's direct contact but now it's like that you can't mail the curators because it'll just you'll get an email bouncing back or their email doesn't exist so what they've done is you have to submit your song through their artist platform mm. and that basically lets the curators know the song exists mm. and they'll review it if it has a if they want to put it on their list okay so a more corporate way yeah of exactly and i mean it. I don't know if they're even listening to it. Yeah, that's it could so be because you have to fill in heaps of stuff, mm. um, like and how the vibe is. And we'll say if the algorithm picks it up, then it maybe it's just an easier way of them seeing like, okay, this is the vibe. This is where we can put it mm. if it does pop mm. off. So it kind of it 
it isn't certain. Just because you put it in there doesn't mean they're going to listen to it. Yeah. I think it's just it gives them a way to uh, build a category, yeah. uh, categorize where where songs are okay and how they sound. Filter um, out. Yeah, filter out mm. what is what. Um, so in that sense, so that there is another harder. gatekeeper. Yeah, you know, if you're yeah. not really doing, if you're not on the lists, on the Spotify lists, mm. you're not really able to get seen again. So I mean, it, there is a way to do it organically. Yeah, it just you have to figure it out. You have to figure it out yeah. and elaborate a lot. And I guess you need a lot of talent for that. So you have guys working with you that are good at different stuff, mm. but. I'm guessing like if you take a record label, an artist signed to a record label, they have several people good at several, someone knows how to hack the algorithms, someone's uh, pro in social media. Yeah. And it's hard to get that full team when you're doing it in this way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I've been thinking about that and I know there's so many people interested in like, let's take social media, for example, and they want to work with it, they want to con contribute yeah. and they, they have that interest, but they're not working with it. I would love to see a platform where you could put up, uh, this is what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to release this EP. We have four tracks and we need to create content. And someone can just enter in and say, hey, I have this talent. So you can easily mm. find collaborative um, opportunities for creative bro, projects. Bro, don't say too much. <laughs> let's, let's cut it there. Let's, let's, cut it let's there. work on it. <laughs> That's a good idea, man. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, hey, uh, what could it be called? Like, find your team. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hey. And they can use that as a reference for getting into yeah. work later. But right now, it's about the grind. Yeah. We'll call it Who is Your Team? Sorry? Who's Your Team? My we'll team. No, we'll call it that. Oh, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's Your Team? Who's Your Team? Yeah. Now that's a good idea. It'd be cool if you could just um you go in and people put up, okay, this is the, the idea. Yeah. This is what we're looking for. Yeah. What can we do? How exactly. can we help? Yeah. Instead of like uh we need a PR person. Exactly. Yes. You they, join? they already have jobs. They they can yeah. do their career, but there's so much talent out there. That's really creative. Yeah. Like the way, let's take Jordan, for example. Yeah. He hasn't, as I know, studied or like work, work with this, but he's mm. a real creative dude yeah. that has the opportunity to jump in and be the creative director and do a lot of great stuff. I think there's so much more talent like yeah, that out there. Yeah, definitely. Let's utilize it. We're talking about the, the young Joe, the 14-year-old getting into music and, and getting into life, I guess, starting out life. Yeah. What advice would you give to the young Joe? And I'm guessing and hoping this will apply to other aspiring artists, artists or creatives out there. Yeah, man, I'd say don't think too much. Mm. Don't think too much. Don't uh, uh, try more stuff. Mm. And just, I mean, do. do more stuff, try more stuff, put more stuff out. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, if you don't, if a song isn't like, oh, this isn't the, the right sound, mm. like, it doesn't matter. That's a really good advice because the journey is so long. Yeah. So if you release five not that dope songs here, you have all this time to keep growing. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the people who, because I've listened, Look, if you look at the the the, the music that's being putting out, putting out today, yeah, um, there's so much, and 
there's always somebody who likes what you think is he's got yes. you know it's it's there's always something for some someone yeah, yeah. subjective yeah right so i mean everyone has their own opinion and just cuz you don't like it mm. It doesn't mean the other person isn't going to like it. Yeah. And they'll follow your your development and yeah. your journey, right? So I feel like I would have told myself that like put more stuff out. Don't think about it too much. Mm. All right, it, that you of, of course it's important that you feel that um this is this is right mm. or that you you're okay with it. Mm. But, At least uh, that you've done your best. Yeah, that you've you done your best. You can't do anything outside no, of that. No, mm. exactly. So as long as you do your best and uh people if they like it they like it if mm. they don't who cares mm. and i mean just keep doing it mm. don't get distracted by not always getting it exactly how you wanted it mm. or get distracted by failure or get distracted by um people's opinions yeah so i tell myself that and i'd also um I probably would have picked up like an instrument more hardcore. Oh yeah. I've seen you going into piano yeah, now later yeah. years, yeah. Yeah, I probably would have done that and just uh had it with you. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know how your parents are like, "Yo, you need to do violin." And you're like, "No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing basketball." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing fucking computer games yeah. that, you know you don't want to do that but now when you get older you realize like yo I should I should have done it investing yeah, in investing yourself in yeah yourself. it's so hard to know that when you're young yeah yeah and the advice you were saying about not following the wrong metrics or m- metrics of success it reminds me of a quote Gary Vaynerchuk said yeah or he it might not have been a quote but he was talking about likes mm. and uh, aspiring people aspiring to be in a position that he's in They had a lot of questions like, what should I do? I'm not getting enough likes. And he said, don't care about likes. That's the wrong metrics. Yeah. Just keep putting it out there. There are other metrics. I found like the save thing. Yeah. What, what I what I like the most, what's more, most important for me, when I put it out on social media, it's not the most liked. Uh, the most liked is like a picture of me or whatever, some <laughs> boring <laughs> stuff. But what I'm really interested of, I can see, oh, this is being saved. This is yeah. being sent on. And that's more important. Yeah. That's someone really connecting to it. Exactly. So I think there's a lesson in that, not just following these vanity metrics like follows or likes and yeah. finding other stuff, connecting deeper maybe with the audience. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And you were saying that like, if you're just put out, people will be able to follow your development. Yeah. I really believe in that. Yeah. Exactly. Inspiring people and look, I'm starting here. Follow my journey and let's see mm. where it ends up. Yeah. No, definitely, man. Um I I, t- I tell myself that I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Everything else is just, you know, noise. Yeah, it's just yeah. noise. Yeah. Dope, man. Thank you for that advice. I hope uh, people can take that with them. I'm thinking we should move into my recurring questions. Yes. Yeah. So let's start off. Um, how much time do you dedicate to self-education? Way too little. Way too little. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm joking. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm actually, uh, actually, no, that's that's not true. That's not true. I listen to quite a bit of podcasts. Oh yeah. And that, I, in that being, you know, um, one of my favorites is how I built this. So oh. they go into, you know, strip down a company yes. like Uber. Yeah. How did it start? 
the process, where did they go yeah, wrong? Where yeah, where they went wrong, how they come up with the idea. Yeah. And basically you um you listen to these guys who just had no idea what they were doing from the beginning and just had a whole different idea of yeah. what where they're gonna take their company and it ended up being such a big success. Yeah. So like Instagram was yeah, something completely different exactly. from the start. Yeah. And those ideas and their concepts, you kind of reflect on them and see what you can uh, take out of it Yeah, and apply it to yourself. So in a, in a sense, I do listen to f- a fair bit of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about that is you're gaining experience by someone else's experience. Exactly. By hearing their journey, you're actually gaining experience for your journey. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Would you say that's your favorite source of information as well? Uh, right now it is. Right now, yeah. It's convenient. Yeah. Because uh, working out, oh, yeah. going to the gym, going on the, sitting on the You've train. You've putting a lot of work in yeah, at the gym recently. Yeah, going to the gym, just trying to put on some weight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the podcasts are good. I like those. Mm. And I listen to Joe Rogan, of course. Mm. If you don't. Ew. Get out of here. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's no, such a it's great sick. podcast. It's yeah, a curious guy. Random shit. I love it, Everything man. Everything between the sky and the yeah. Himalayud, I found it. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's like it's so wide ranging. And I love how he, as a comedian, yeah. as a host, that's what he is. But he's so curious and he exactly. accidentally educates millions of people exactly. by inviting these guests. I love that. Exactly. Mm. No, so I listen to that as well. And he just talks about everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, podcasts. Yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. And what's your best hack for learning? Best hack. If I want to learn something, mm. like really learn it, mm-hmm. I have to repeat mm. and repeat. Mm. I mean, I know that there's no way of me easily learning things. Okay. Like I can't read a book and be like, okay, I'm done. I, I got this. Yeah. No. I have to repeat. And I know that. So I think it, the hack itself is just knowing how you learn, mm. knowing mm. what do you do to get that information and make it sit. Mm. Right. So that my hack is just figure out what, what is the best you. way for you to actually absorb. On the uh, repetition part, have yeah. you practiced or read anything about space repetition? Space right now. So it's these intervals where if if you read something today, if I remind you of it tomorrow, I think the intervals are tomorrow, one week later, three weeks later, and then they become longer and longer yeah. until it's like a half year later. I remind you of the same information. That's a way of you memorizing it almost for life okay. by having these intervals that increase. I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that. But I can understand where the, the idea comes from. Yeah, yeah. For me personally, it's like you say, if I go through it today and I go through it tomorrow yeah. and I go through it on Friday, yeah. I'll, I'll know what it is. Yeah, and right? I, there's a lot to gain in forgetting. Yeah, by forgetting, by being wrong and trying, you will remember it mm. in a different way. Definitely. Yeah. So if you were to write a book that would be read by all young adults in the world, yeah, what would be the title and subtitle of this book? Of the title would be... Watch, watch me fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> As double and trundra, yeah, because you know, 
you mess up and then you you still get it right. Yeah. Watch me fuck it up. And also let watch me fuck up the game. Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah, 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 exactly. I like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what would be the content? Is it your journey? Is I it I think it'd probably be just my 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 story, yeah. man. More detailed from like like uh being young. Yeah. Going through all the the stuff I went through, yeah, I had quite quite a rough, uh, rough upbringing. Yeah, it wasn't the easiest. It's quite tough, and like Sweden or Australia Sweden, or both. Sweden, Sweden and Australia. Yeah. Australia was really rough when mm. I was little, mm. um, but that's another story. But basically, I'd, I'd I'd talk about that, write about that. Dope man. I yeah. hope you get the chance to share. Yeah. I guess it's a lot of lessons to be learned from your journey. Mm. And that could actually be a good documentary. Yeah. If not in book form. Yeah. Yeah. So in the last five years, what new beliefs, behaviors, or habits has most improved your lives? Life? Uh my oof, man, working out is a good habit. Working out, yeah. Yo. Work this out. recent time, <laughs> <laughs> recently you've really gone into that. Yeah. I have seen yeah. some development. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little year, bit about. Yeah, man. Last year was just doing calisthenics. Mm. So body weight. I did a year that I was determined. I did the the keto that yeah. you said that you were doing now. Yeah, exactly. The intimate fasting. Yeah. And, um, and I started doing calisthenics four times a week. So I, com- I combined those things. Uh, went hardcore yeah, and just put on muscle and I shred down, right? So it was just a way of uh, disciplining myself, getting disciplined, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, building that, the, the mental toughness mm. for like, because you, you know, you make up excuses. Yes. Oh, I don't want to, I'm Monday. tired. Yeah, Monday, fuck it. Go to work out. It builds your, your mental toughness, right? So I started doing that. And uh, now I'm going to the gym. So I transitioned and it's it's good. Good job. Yeah. And what you're saying about the, the similarities behind the mental discipline needed that you can apply to your day-to-day mm. life and the mental discipline that you get from working out. We're trying to illustrate that bridge uh, even deeper. We got some initiatives we're trying to launch with uh, through learnability. Yeah. And it's so true. You can, if you can learn to discipline yourself in fitness and working out, you can take from that discipline in life. Because yeah. it, it is hard to maybe sit down and read or take your time to do what you know is right for you. Yeah. But if you can do it every day in working out, you will have an easier time doing it. Exactly. Mm. And start off small. Yeah. You know, like I, my, my, my workout was based off 30, 40 minutes. 30, like wow. that's quick, bro. It's yeah, nothing. Yeah, you can get it in. But you do it four times a week. Yeah. What's that at the end of the year? Mm. Culminate. Yeah. C- culminates. Yeah, C- yeah. Kolumadu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accumulate. Accumulate. Yeah. So, you, yeah, man. Um, best habit. Yeah. Definitely. Dope. So, when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost focus temporarily, what do you do? Bro, I lose my shit. Mm. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I... Let it go. Yeah, I lose my shit. And then I get, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, now, look, if, if it gets uh, difficult, um, I kind of have a hissy fit sometimes, man, because mm. you know when things they're out of your control. Mm. You do everything like to the best of your ability. 
you know, I'll have a little, I'll have a little attention, mm-hmm. but I, I'll often do it by myself. How does that play out? Do you like scream or no, pull no, up and no, red? not really, man, not really. I just, I just sit and be pissed off, mm-hmm. right? So I do that, get that out the way, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, so, so you it's let like, it come, yeah, let, but not affect. Exactly. So you be, you can, it's okay. You be a little bit negative. You're not always going to be like, Hey, no. let's go guys. I, you know, I reflect over that it messed up. Mm. And if I don't have any control of it, over it, I don't. So I let it go oh, eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, but otherwise if I can do something about it, I'll, I'll, I'll get it done yeah. eventually. You know, it's an honest answer. Let yeah, it come, man. let it be that negative for a bit and then move on. Yeah. You yeah. can't hide from, no. from being pissed off. No. You're going to be that part of life. Yeah. So what are you eager to learn within the near future? Um, yo, I want to learn like how. Uh, how hotels the standard is of a good like basically basically my whole goal with this music thing is that I want to I want to tour right yeah so um and that involves you know you're staying in at hotels yeah so I want to learn what is a good good hotel and what is just for fun but uh It's like you have the ambition of traveling the world and like a, a goal in that is yeah, seeing a lot of hotels. Yeah, let me yeah, see yeah. How, what, what, what's good, what isn't good. Nah. But um, uh, yeah, I want to I, I, I see, I want to travel, bro. Yeah. Basically, that's yeah. what I want to do at the end of the day. And let the music yeah, take you there. Yeah, and let the there. music take me there. So, uh, hmm? Lastly. Yes. What is the kindest thing somebody has done for you? The kindest thing? Yeah. Oof, that's, uh, I mean, the kindest thing. Look, I want to say the kindest thing. You know, I have a lot of, um, I'm very blessed. I have wonderful people around me. But one of the things I remember that, that, um, that recently happened yeah. is uh, um, this guy named Adam. Mm-hmm. He mixed my tracks for the show that I had at Narlin. Oh, yeah. And it was very, it was one of those situations that we're talking about. Everything was just fucking up because mm. they were supposed to be mixed um, before that. I had a I had a certain deadline for mm. when they're supposed to be mixed, so I could do the show. Um, it was like two days before, like a day before. It was like this is when they need to be done. Okay, this guy helped me out to like, get it, and he did it. He took his time, and I know it took quite a bit of time mm. for him to get it done, but it he did it, and I was very thankful. And um, just those small things, man. I think everybody if everybody does those small things for each other. Everybody's gonna grow, you know. Mm. It's so, collaborative, yeah, op- effort, yeah. And he got in. It's your stress, but he got in your stress yeah. and helped you fix it. He got your... in and he stressed mm. to get it done mm. and like, um, yeah. Beautiful. Thank mm. you, Adam. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Adam, man. Thank you so much for this conversation, Joe. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure to hear more about the man behind the music. Thank you for inviting me. This might be what I what I named the episode. that's awesome (laughs) thank you Joe yes thanks bro you've been listening to the learnability podcast and I'm your host Innocent Maginga if you want to contribute to the platform or find previous episodes and additional material you can do that at learnability.online 
www.learnability.online. And oh yeah, don't forget to subscribe.